Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email on the mark at WKOK.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Ben Reichley. Hey, welcome back. It's WKOK's live telephone talk show, On the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. It is Friday, May 15th, 2020. We thank everybody for listening this week. We had a wide range of good guests and fabulous conversations, and uh, we thank everybody for participating. We've got 90 more minutes to go, so now's your opportunity. We have one text left over from yesterday, and uh, so we'd invite folks to participate. Uh, across from me is Ben Reichley, local business person, Republican committee person, and just uh, he's a citizen, an American, and just a co-host today. You, you co-host wear... today and uh, part-time, <laughs> part-time field hockey trainer instructor now. Oh, no kidding. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what happens to parents. you got to get involved uh, in this stuff. Lump on the shin, lump on the head. Oh. you got to watch those field hockey balls when they don't make it on the net. Oh, <laughs> okay. All right. We'll be careful. At a certain age, you slow wondering. down a little bit from reacting to those. That's a nice little so. goozer you got there. Well, good luck with that. I hope that wasn't concussive. But uh, all right. Well, thank you. Thank you for coming tonight. Some appreciate people might that. say it's been concussive for a long time. You've been having a dilemma. Okay. <laughs> all right. We're going to have to give you that uh, before and after test for you. <laughs> On the market, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. They want you to visit sunburymotors.com to see the entire Ford, Lincoln, Hyundai, and Kia D vehicles that are available there, plus hundreds of pre-owned inventory. Select your perfect vehicle, purchase it online right from your home. Our toll-free line will be open shortly. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. That's 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarket.com and text us at 70236. We have on the news line with us now Samantha Pearson is here. Uh, she is the, uh, hold on one split second, you don't have a headphone jack there? You don't have one of them little pooper doopers? Okay, hold on a second. Is this what you're looking for? There you go. We got to get headphones on. Sorry about that. Um, um, Joe took the headphone jack when he left yesterday. <laughs> that is so wrong. All right, so I thought that Samantha was a trick. Pearson. Pardon? I thought that was a trick, like somebody short sheets your uh, beds in your, in your residence hall in college. Or and, and when do you realize it? When you go to go on the air. Yeah, we're sorry, Samantha. We had a right. technical difficulty with our Zoom cast here. Samantha Pearson is on the line. Uh, she's with the Lewisburg Neighborhoods Corporation, Elm Street Manager, Walk It, Bike It Coordinator, and has really been very, very, very helpful during the pandemic to help us with our information hygiene, making sure that we're checking out sources and really trying to do some myth-busting, for lack of a better phrase, and, and more of that's been happening lately. She's also been probably on each one of the episodes of Radio Free Lewisburg, which is a regional uh, podcast that's available to folks. Is Episode 7 available just yet, uh, Samantha? Not yet. We're, we're uh, wrapping it up now. Um, we don't have a, a consistent schedule, but we are hoping to drop it today and move forward with Friday releases. And what's the guest that we'll hear on this particular episode? This one is a conversation with Linda Harris. 
from the League of Women Voters in the Lewis Ridge area and also include some recap of a conversation I got to have with the regional director out of the Philadelphia office for the U.S. Census. Oh, fabulous. Okay, so two things kind of going on in the background here, but both have gone through some significant changes. Sounds like a good update. All right, we will look for Radio Free Lewisburg, and you can always connect to that at lewisburgneighborhoods.org. Uh, well, you talked to us six weeks ago to watch out for info, or to do our information hygiene protocols, make sure we're checking out sources and people who seem to be maybe a, a real pariah in the medical field that you kind of give them double scrutiny. And I thought at the time, well, so far, everything's pretty straightforward that uh, we're hearing. But now we're hearing myths and ultra-partisan statements that really need to be vetted uh, from local lawmakers, from congressmen in this region, from uh, people who, uh, not to, I guess this sounds bad, people who I used to trust and believe. <laughs> and uh, so I guess we'll, we'll kind of start out with reiterating the information hygiene aspect. What should we do with information when we hear something? Well, first is to understand a lot of people are I'm getting some pushback on the term information hygiene, and, uh, you know, that, that has been around for a while. Um, uh, it, 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 can have, it has several dimensions. Um, some of them uh, are, uh, so it, it, can, it can refer to sort of um, guarding our attention, with, uh, especially in a digital world, and so just sort of guarding our attention, our mental health, making sure we can concentrate on things and not be overwhelmed by all the information avalanching toward us. Uh, it can refer to guarding our privacy online and being aware of where we have exposures of our personal information. And I, I think actually in this moment, what, what's most relevant about it is um, being careful about uh, how we collect information and what information we choose to forward on to others. And so that is really my focus. And there's a fellow um, out of University of Washington who has a whole website associated with this concept where he, um, he's a digital information literacy expert, and he uh, promotes the concept of what he calls SIFTing. And SIFT is an acronym. And it starts, so the S stands for stop, the I for investigate, F for, for find corroboration, and T for trace the content. And so all of those things are just a reminder to us that, first of all, we, we often re respond to things that come across our, our radar um, with really intense emotions, and often that is actually, uh, should be a warning to us. Like, if this is triggering every emotion, you know, all your alarm bells and things like, things like that, maybe just take it easy, you know, uh, impose a cooling off period. Imagine you were back in an age when the news was not 24-7 and, uh, you know, you wouldn't find out about it for a couple hours. So give yourself that breather um, unless you are, you know, a uh, core to uh, some, uh, some local government or, or, you know, national government. It's not clear that you knowing it a couple hours earlier is that, is that urgent. Um, and that, in that time that, that you buy yourself by sort of resisting, uh, responding immediately, you can take the time to look into the source of the information. If you don't know what the source is, look it up. Um, you can see whether that information is also coming from other places that are reputable. Uh, you know, certainly even questionable sources can share good information. 
But if that if they are sharing good information, you should be able to find that information in other places, um, and ideally even trace the content back. So if there are quotes or video or things like that, make sure you know where that's coming from and what it said in it, you know, more comprehensively. Is it taken out of context? What's the date? You know, when when did this happen? Um, is the photo, you know, uh, relevant or actually cherry-picked? Things like that. Well, I think with all issues that we've talked about in the past, there are occasionally times when, uh, you know, people pick sides of a particular issue. That's not unusual. But were you surprised at how fast the pandemic became a red versus blue issue? Um, I'm I'm disappointed about it. Um, I I do think that it isn't entirely red-blue. I think that there are, you know, when we look at... um, well, polling, but, uh, you know, polling, getting public opinion on a variety of things, we see that, in general, the, the population across the country and in Pennsylvania are very much trying to be aware of public health uh, issues and standards and, and, and imperatives and also support, you know, the, the policymakers and, um, uh, you know, local leaders who are, who are, who are working within those guidelines, within, you know, trying to do the right thing. So I, I, I take heart in that, that actually we are less polarized on this than we are on some other things, but I, I'm at the same time disappointed that uh, even in this, we are having uh, a sort of flare-up of, of, it's not even partisanship, it's sort of uh, misplaced outrage. Like, people are really mad at their enemies when it's pretty clear to me that coronavirus is the problem. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I, I'd really like us all to get on that page. Okay, so what, uh, is, are there any common myths that are out there? Can I be that uh, narrow in a question? Uh, sure. I mean, I, I think everyone has heard, for example, it's just the flu, which continues to uh, percolate. Um and again, if uh, if you're not used to looking at uh, data and haven't been looking, and, and epidemiology is new to most of us, um, you know, if you're not used to looking at the kinds of information that we've been getting in, you might have started by looking at here's a snapshot of the absolute numbers for the flu, early, you know, two months ago versus coronavirus deaths so far, and at that instant the numbers might not look bad, but you have to look at are the trends, and by now, actually, we're, we're beyond just trends. Um, we're, but if you do look at the trends, you see that the flu has a sort of um, uh, a shape to its slope throughout the year. It has a seasonality, it rises and, and falls uh, sort of as we go into the winter and then falls as we go into the summer, and it has uh, an amplitude, a certain uh, peak, typical peak in a given year. And what you are looking at instead with coronavirus, uh, the COVID-19 disease particularly, is uh, if you want it to look like that, it's going to be much bigger, and we we just don't have the data yet, but what we have is a a steeply rising curve instead of this sort of gradual rise and fall over the year. And that steeply rising curve has eclipsed at this point not even just typical annual deaths from the flu, but also severe, like a bad year for the flu. We're now well above that. 
and it's not like we're coming down. We're continuing to go up. Well, so, S- Sam, if you look yeah. at the trends, though, that you talk about, then the trends are are moving in the right direction. If you look at states like Georgia and Florida, where they've done some segmentic demographic distancing, meaning that they've taken the people who are at the highest risk and have somewhat quarantined these people, and now you see their numbers are, are, are showing very well. Uh, the other question, too, is uh, what what happened to the flu? Uh, the flu the, happened. Well, I know, but uh, you, you, heard, you heard very non-existent reports on the flu uh, about February. So uh, you know, how, much, how much flu did we actually have this year, and is it actually traceable? But going back to your question, though, the trends in Florida and Georgia, Texas, some of these other states are, uh, are looking pretty positive. So the, the flu did happen this year and was fairly typical. Like it, it, uh, well, it was a very you, bad year back in, uh, talking to doctors, December, January, they were having a bad flu year, and then it just disappeared. I'll, I'll send you a graph that gives um, both a really bad year for the flu um, this, this past year, which you can, you can read, and then uh, also overlays, I think I don't have coronavirus past like April 15th on it, but you know what's been happening since then. So I'll, I'll send, you, send you that. Um, and those are CDC numbers. The idea that flu ceases to exist or ceases to be counted is just not true. Um, no, 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 I didn't say that. It's just not reported. Right uh, now, the, the okay. oxygen of the room has been taken out by the coronavirus, but there was a flu year that was, that was fairly bad this year. Well, actually, so in comparison to a really bad year, which I think 2016-2017 uh, was, this one is sort of normal, basically. Um, and it is true that we it's hard to tell as these things evolve. One of the things that may have happened is that we may have been starting to get some indication of, so in the, what they track through the CDC is called influenza-like illnesses, ILI um, is how it's referred to. And uh, actually coronavirus did, the COVID-19 did start to complicate that counting. People were starting to have, you know, and, and often flu is a, a, a difficult thing to count. You combine flu and pneumonia, and you, you can get different counts for that. I'll send you a couple different graphs for this. Um, the, the ILI index did start to rise, but we weren't getting positive tests for flu from those patients. And uh, what we're looking at now is we may, those, some of them may have been early uh, COVID-19 mm-hmm. cases. Well, and that would make sense, and then the complications of COVID-19 overwhelmed our health systems as we thought. In some areas it did. However, uh, like I said earlier, the trends that we're seeing now, particularly down in Georgia, Texas, Florida, and, and some of the ways to to social distancing with some respect to commerce distancing, meaning start the commerce up and let people distance themselves, uh, seems to be uh, we, we're looking for a positive uh, next couple of weeks here, and we hope that is. Well, so you're right that we are hoping things are, that we can sort of combine guarded reopening with, um, uh, you know, keeping our numbers on the, the low slope. That, in fact, is very much what our guidance in our state is all about. And so, for example, in our area, we're in this uh, yellow phase, which is partial reopening, 
and it's actually labeled aggressive mitigation by the Department of Health. And that is something that I think a lot of people aren't really sort of catching on to. Um, and so that's where there are still very stringent recommendations. And in fact, if we want to keep our numbers down, we now need voluntary, you know, implementation of the, the for individuals, um, the, the prime uh, mitigation efforts, which are increased hygiene, wearing masks in public, and um, uh, using social distancing. So all of those for the general public are, are still very strong recommendations, and anyone who wants our numbers to uh, stay low for infection and our numbers to keep rising in terms of getting our economy back on track needs to do those things. And I think, unfortunately, that's further complicated by some people actively confusing people about masks, confusing people about what the numbers are, confusing people about what's required, what's desirable, and what would be helpful. And so I think that there is a lot of confusion. This is a new thing, and it has been hard to be definitive about things. We are continuing to get additional information. And so there's a lot of gotcha um, sort of conversations and gotcha memes and things out there about, well, so-and-so said something, say the Surgeon General was saying we didn't, uh, we shouldn't be using masks for the general public, you know, back in, at the very end of March. But two weeks later, he was, you know, doing a video showing people how to make their own masks. And, well, so how did that happen? You know, oh, we can't trust anyone. Well, actually, what happened is we got two very significant additional pieces of information. One, that um, airborne transmission was a thing. Um, and the other that you could be uh, infectious but not have symptoms, whether you were pre-symptomatic, meaning you were going to have symptoms in a day or two, or you were just never going to have symptoms and you were just going to have such a mild case that you never noticed that you were ill. And that, mm, the latest things I'm seeing on that is estimates are maybe a quarter of people who get infected may be in that category. That number is just like a current guesstimate but, you know, based on studies out of New York City. Um, so those two things combine to make masking, which hadn't been recommended earlier, then recommended. Right. So that, of course, and that irritates people when the information is not consistent. So we, we have certainly have seen that. Do you know of any place where numbers are still increasing? Like, I, I think maybe in the, in the world where some countries uh, started to reopen up or in the U.S., maybe where Georgia started to open up or even in Pennsylvania where some um, counties are in the yellow. Anybody on the increase? Well, so, okay, so... To be honest, if you really look at the numbers, it, um, almost all the states are still increasing. Now, they may not be increasing really significantly, and I'm not saying every state is, uh, but uh, there are a couple of different places you can look for this. Uh, the Washington Post has um, a good set of state-by-state -state graphs that are all available in one place right now, um, and they also show when different measures um, were taken and when reopening might have happened on their graph. They don't show deaths, which I think would be very helpful. Um, they And then also there's a website called End Coronavirus Now, uh, and they do state-by-state -state curves, which is also very helpful. Now, the issue here is that there's a big lag. 
it takes time not just for an individual person to sort of experience uh, the disease, but also uh, for that person, if they are going to transmit the disease, to transmit it. So on the one hand, for an individual, it's probably, you know, between exposure and, and actually getting ill can be anywhere, as we've heard, from 2 to 14 days, and there are even examples of much longer uh, incubation periods, though I would guess that those are probably just errors, personally. But, um, uh, but so 2 to 14 days with an average of about 5 days. Then you have the course of the illness, which can range uh, also from, like, a very brief illness of, you know, a couple of days to an average of about uh, a week, but up to multiple weeks. So, um, and then you have what's called the serial interval, which is uh, the time a person, uh, the time it takes for the infection to go from one person to the next in, in transmission. And that seems to be about a week. So you add all that together, and then you also have the lag. If they're going to, as we know, the vast majority of people um, uh, do survive. It does not, by any stretch of the imagination, kill everyone. This is not Ebola. This is not even other versions of MERS or you know things like that. Um, but that death doesn't. It can happen maybe two weeks from the point of infection for some people, but it can even happen like four to six weeks later. Um, you know, people wind up on ventilators for a really long time. So what we see is that deaths are a better indicator. Um, they're also counted better. Cases are, the number of cases we know about is very much a function of how much testing is happening and how much people are seeking out testing. So uh, someone who doesn't want to know that they have coronavirus may not seek a test. Someone who doesn't have access to a test may not get a test. Um, a, a, a specific place might, you know, get more tests and suddenly show up as having more cases. But if you look at their deaths, that's a more uh, uh, true picture of uh, how the the uh, disease is progressing progressing in that area. Um, I will say that uh, I would like it if, like the end coronavirus now data, um, which I'm forgetting which university is putting that one out. I think it's out of Massachusetts. Um, I would like it if things like that were actually, you know, coming out of the CDC. That would be handy. Um, uh, the CDC's maps are pretty basic, and so we are depending on uh, other places like the Johns Hopkins da dashboard, um, you know, different places to get our information. That has, has made it admittedly very confusing for people to, to figure these things out, even you know, back to Ben's question about which direction the curve's going. The curves are very confusing. Uh, if you aggregate them, it looks like the entire country is headed down in terms of numbers of cases. If you just take out New York City, which was already had a huge peak and a decline, then the rest of the country is basically not steeply rising, but continuing to rise. It is a very localized thing. Obviously, in Union and Snyder County, we are you know, sort of blipping along at hardly any cases, which is good. And what we want to see is can we, um, you know, do this limited reopening and keep it that way? And the answer is we're pretty sure we could get lucky even with people sort of not doing what they need to do, but we can also make our own luck and, uh, you know, do our best to uh, keep uh, those infections at bay and keep 
ourselves moving towards uh, more full reopening by, again, uh, hygiene, masks, and distancing. All right. Well, thank you so much for the information. LewisburgNeighborhoods.org, Walk It, Bike It coordinator, and uh, we just really appreciate you checking in with the information, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll look forward to Radio Free Lewisburg. Again, <laughs> link to that at uh, uh, org. Samantha, thank you so much yep, for checking you. in today. Good to talk to you all. You okay. appreciate that. Bye-bye. Samantha Pierce. Oops, Samantha Pearson turning off the wrong microphone here. Samantha Pearson checking in. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK. We will be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mirth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. All right, we're wrapping up the first half hour. We will have open phones during the 9 a.m. hour on News Radio 1070 WKOK. We very much uh, thank everybody for checking in today. News Radio 1070 WKOK is uh, going to be taking a break for CBS News here, and then we'll have some local headlines on WKOK. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury, WKOK News Time. It is 9 a.m. Time for CBS and local. Local news on WKOK. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email on the mark at WKOK.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Ben Reichley. And welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On the Mark, I could not be more grateful for our fabulous producer, Rob Center, takes good care of us no matter what it takes. So we really appreciate that. Even when uh, I don't leave enough time to get everything in during the half hour, he makes sure that it all squeezes in. So we appreciate his help and hard work. Ben Reichley is with us. We have open phones right now. 1-800-795-9565 is our open line on the Mark's Sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please check out their line of Kia, Hyundai, and Ford, and Lincoln. And make sure that you get a new vehicle. Or if you want any of their pre-owned inventory, you can check it out at sunburymotors.com. Buy the vehicle from your home. Call us now, 1-800-795-9565. We talked about COVID-19 earlier, information hygiene, trying to do some myth-busting here, and really remarking on how partisan all of this has become. Monday morning, Scott Meinke, the professor from Bucknell University, going to check back in. He's an expert in blue-white divides, or blue, blue-green blue divides when we talk about, or blue-red, yeah, blue-red, what am I saying? <laughs> Get my colors, I'm colorblind, so I can't political tell. Political anyway. science? Yes, yes, he's a, yeah, that's what he is, a political science professor, but oh, uh, very the, objective. He's he's the nonpartisan professor on oh, our list. What's the blue-red divide when it comes to 
not allow well, you your business noticed. to right. survive. Well, I'll explain that in a moment. <laughs> You're welcome to email us if you know what the difference between red and blue states are, is when it comes to coronavirus. Email us at on the market WKOK.com. Call us toll free 1-800-795-9565 and text us at 70236. We're glad that you made on the mark part of your daily therapy. Crews from Montour County went to the scene of a farming accident around 7.30 this morning. It was on Preserve Road in Anthony Township, Montour County. Volunteer firefighters from Valley Township, Washingtonville, uh, fire police, and uh, several uh, MICU units from that region and Geisinger responded to the scene. They were able to rescue two people or pull two people out of the silo at this time. We actually don't know the extent of their injuries, so uh, we'll keep you posted about that. But yeah, always a dangerous situation uh, when you're dealing with uh, farms and this heavy equipment and that sort of thing. So we'll keep you posted about that incident that happened in Montour County this morning. Shekalami School Board voted to eliminate 11 positions while the district's administration works on whittling down a $2.5 million deficit. Uh, the future of Shekalami is hanging in the balance, so says the superintendent, Dr. Jason Bendel. We are going to start next year with under $8 million in fund balance. So what that means, the district can make it two to three years with those numbers. The superintendent and administration team announced their donation of $35,000 to the district last night, which the district agreed to accept. The board also voted to continue discussions with an architect looking at plans to restructure schools for the 21-22 school year. Pennsylvania now has 4,200 COVID-19 deaths. The Valley's numbers are still relatively low. In its daily update Thursday, State Health Department confirmed 44 new deaths overnight and another 231 were added as a result of their ongoing reconciliation of data over the past several weeks. The state confirms 938 new cases overall. These are individuals who live in Pennsylvania who tested positive for coronavirus in our valley. Five new cases were added to that total. And how many recovered? All, everybody except the ones who died. Well, okay. Are you happy now? Okay. Well, since, <laughs> since, since the world and the you know other recovery information is is out, but Pennsylvania seems to miss that one. You take the number of people who tested positive, mm-hmm. plus the number of people who never got tested but had it, subtract the number of deaths, and there's your number recovered. You okay. Put, you put pie in there. You don't need pie. Although, mm-hmm. if you live in Seals Grove, you have a good place mm-hmm. to get it. Yeah. Uh, Governor Tom Wolf will announce today more counties can go from red to yellow. Ironically, though, it's not the ones that are threatening to do so without his permission. He'll have the list of counties later today. There are some counties that were previously announced going from red to yellow, and today's their day to do so. This part of the Pennsylvania went from red to yellow last week, minus, of course, Columbia County, but they say uh, next Friday is the day they'll go from red to yellow, with or without the governor's endorsement. Is, Is anyone going yellow to green? No, not yet, but uh, that'll Potter be next. Potter County isn't? That'll be not even Sullivan County, if you can believe that. They haven't had a case in two months, and they're up there with that. And even in that case, somebody said if you walk across the street at that house, you'd be in Wyoming County. So they almost didn't have any cases. Well, there's a rumor that the deer are wearing masks in some parts of Pennsylvania. Oh, what's that in Dushore? There's just this fabulous diner that's up there, a great restaurant that's closed. Uh, the train station, Kelly. 
Yelly's Yelly, uh, I forget, up mm. in Dusha. It's the only restaurant in Dusha. Well, what about Countersport? What about the... <laughs> yeah, right, you're you right. Know, this is uh, all over. Yeah, yeah, at, at some point, point, there's no cases, and the people up there must be wondering uh, what's going on. They because should be made to suffer. spring is being spring. President Trump addressed a group of distribution center workers in Allentown yesterday, mm-hmm. where he said he is working to restart, replenish, and expand a strategic reserve of supplies in case of future pandemics. Our effort begins by dramatically increasing our reserves. Instead of one to three weeks' worth of supplies, which we had less than that, the U.S. government will now stockpile three whole months, much of it made in the USA. He also hopes to bring more manufacturing of PPE back to the U.S. He was escorted by U.S. Congressman Fred Keller and Dan Muser. Both of them, you can see a photograph of them greeting the president, uh, wearing masks. Both of them are. <clears throat> you can see that at picture at WKOK.com and on our Facebook page. Uh, Northumberland County's director of its Board of Elections has resigned just three weeks before the June 2nd primary election. Northumberland County Commissioner Sam Shikatano says he does not know why Sarah Purcell resigned. He says uh, they will bring two other individuals in to run the election. Pat Nace hired, has 36 years of experience in union in Snyder counties, and they really know how to run an election there. Uh, Mary Rose McCarthy, who's the quintessential chief clerk administrator, also will help out in Northumberland County. We have Remdesivir in Pennsylvania. The hospitals that received the first shipments were selected based upon their numbers of COVID-19 patients over a recent seven-day period and the severity of the illness of those patients. 51 hospitals in Pennsylvania got remdesivir. Dr. Rachel Levine said that yesterday, and you can hear those remarks at WKOK.com. They were live on WKOK and available shortly thereafter. And finally... This is schadenfreude, right? Mm. NBC's on-air personalities are taking a pay cut through the rest of the year because of the coronavirus pandemic. NBC Sports Group President Peter Bavacqua is that Bevacqua? Does that sound right? Uh, says the pay cuts are voluntary. The cuts range from 5 to 10 percent. NBC Universal executives are taking 20 percent pay cuts uh, of those making more than $100,000 or seeing a 3 percent salary reduction. The NPC salary reductions are part of an industry trend. Last month, ESPN mm-hmm. and Fox said much of their uh, top egg heads would take 15 percent pay cuts uh, through July. No. <clears throat> if you're not working... Uh, probably uh, 90% of your pay is pretty good. If you're not working, 80% of your pay is probably pretty good. And are they keeping their benefits and everything? Don't know. Else. What's so, the benefit of working for NBC? <laughs> well, that you're, uh, you're really moving the needle to help yeah. make America great again. You had a great... Uh, I mean, NBC is the peacock of uh, all the uh, networks, so uh, when they strut their stuff, unfortunately anymore, people don't notice. There ain't Huntley and Brinkley there anymore. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five is our telephone number. We would love to hear from you today. Um, let's see, you had asked about recovered people. That's an unknowable number, is what I call PA. it. And PA, but well, unknowable in what way? If people leave the hospital, uh, they're they've recovered. So Pennsylvania hopefully has at least one recovery, right? Well, Pennsylvania's recovery rate would be what ninety nine point nine nine point nine nine. You look at the numbers, but you know why the other states? You know, when you look at the numbers and you look at the world. And you look at uh, 4.4 million infected, uh, 300,000, 302,000 deaths. 
but 1.5 million recovered. Uh, you look at the United States, they talk about 1.4 million, 85,000 deaths, but uh, 246,000 recovered. So in Pennsylvania, we have no recoveries, or they cannot tell us who's recovered, how they recovered, when they recovered. Yeah, there are a wide range of numbers that folks mm-hmm. would want from the state health department that they are unable to get. Mm-hmm. Now, while we can't get the number of recovered people, which people are curious about that, it is probably the most asked about unavailable number that, that we hear down there. Uh, you can now find out the breakdown of men to women, which it's more men dying of it than men, and more men get it, the COVID-19, than women. You can also find out about uh, gender-oriented topics and race and ethnicity. So uh, we do have some of those kind of numbers, but well, not recovered. But also where? And we're showing that the you know Pennsylvania has been uh, unfortunately slow at segmenting the population. We're finding out that uh, you know these are you know Columbia County can be a case study on what not to do in shutting down the whole county in 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 regards to their commerce because a nursing home has ninety five percent of the cases. Mm-hmm. So has this happened in other places? So assistant care living retirement villages. Uh, nursing homes, wh- why weren't those segmented out and take appropriate actions towards that group and the rest of the society mm-hmm. can get back to doing what they're doing and practicing some of these situations where you have to do. But what we've done is, and I hate, you know, you don't want to make analogies, and these people make wartime analogies, plus or minus. You win the battle, you lose the war, you lose the battle. I mean, but l- let's look at it this way. You know, you have an infection on a part of your body, and you've isolated the infection to, let's, let's say, your foot. But all of a sudden they say, well, hold it. We're going to treat your foot, and so you don't move around, we're going to put you in a body cast. (laughs) So your foot doesn't move while this infection is being taken care of. But by the way, you'll you'll be okay. We'll run a couple tubes here and there to take care of you, but, you know, just, just stay here in this body cast for a month. Well, it's interesting because uh, Lawrence's worthless theory to kill the pandemic once and for all was for everybody to just stand, freeze in place for four weeks. <laughs> no one, like you'd have to sit in that chair and stay there. Or somebody would bring food to you. Nobody could go anywhere. Everybody would have to stay where they well, are. We for almost four weeks. did. No circulation at all. No, we didn't. We kept going to the stores, and half the valley was still working. Well, I said we workers. almost did. Right. So half of us. But so if we'd have frozen in place, but we asked a, a, a good doctor from Dartmouth about this, who's uh, a uh, public health slash epidemiologist kind of person, and she said, no, that wouldn't do it. The virus would still hang around. First of all, you couldn't get everybody to comply, because there are just simply, you know, mm. non-compliant free thinkers out there that, you know, just don't don't accept. Like, even in our society, there are thieves, mm-hmm. you know, who take things without permission. So, same way, there would be scoff laws for your compliance. And then, secondly, viruses just hang around incubating without ever well, developing in some people. But, but uh, look at Pennsylvania. When what number are we at? Sixty-seven, seventy-two percent of the cases are in this segment of the population in these areas, in these counties. Well, that's when you start isolating, and you have program. You know, has Governor Wolf done a good or bad job? Who knows? We'll see that in the long run. Has he tried to? It seems like, but he has just tripped, stumbled, and fell here in the last couple of weeks. Uh, Doctor Levine comes on. She's you know, 
She's she, her. She, she's Joe Friday. Just the facts, just the facts, that's all she gives. Okay, fair enough, that's what you're going to get. But any understanding of how to be able to fight this virus in the situations where it is and allow other people to breathe. Instead, you've put a stranglehold on Pennsylvania. And, you know, just take a little little deal here up in Columbia County we've talked about. There's a factory up there, 500 workers. You guys have talked about it. I think there's some people who call in that work there, used to work there. You know, that, that's abysmal what they're doing to those folks. But the other part is right it, here in the where Valley. Where do those folks work? Uh, they work up at the uh, car. Uh, they make uh, components for cars. Oh, car, yeah, auto need. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, to shut those people down because of something going on in a nursing home. Mm-hmm. But the other part is... And I really think this is a, a, just a travesty. What happened down here at the Seals Grove Speedway? These oh, people were given the apart. green light. They had this information. They were going to go through all Can this stuff. Can you sue DCED because of the money lost? You know, they had contracts with the video company and everything. Well, you know, sue the government. Good luck. I think uh, the cases that they're talking about now with the stuff in D.C., the unmasking and all the things that are going out, and you talk about the people who, when the federal government comes after you, I believe their winning ratio uh, or, or their winning percentage, I'm sorry, is 98.2%. So uh, go ahead and try to sue your government. Good luck. But what they did down here to the people at the racetrack is is appalling because those people were given the go. They were they were going, they were taking every precaution they can plus some others. They had things set up that were going to run right, and then they pulled the plug at the last minute. And that is the ultimate, excuse my morning language here, BS. Mm-hmm. That is road apples. And yeah, I'll tell you what, that, that, that well, and they can't explain it. And then let's take a step down. The only reason that makes sense and what they did is because they can. And then we go back to the waivers. And now they are spinning sideways down there. The, the Wolf administration is a dog chasing its tail trying to find out how they're going to release this information on the waivers because there's going to be some people, and they should be, that are going to be PO'd. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. That's 1-800-795-9565. One of our uh, good texters sees the worthlessness in my idea freezing in place, so. Now, you know why the phrase Lawrence and worthless always go together, so we're going to talk about that. One of our good police officers locally, a first responder, says, Lawrence, jolly trolley, get with it. It's the only restaurant in Dushore. You can remember the name <laughs> of one restaurant. <laughs> yeah, the jolly trolley. And they're open for takeout, incidentally. That's up 20, uh, what's the road? The, oh, the 220? Well, 487 goes near there, but okay. that's not the one that it's on. I it's, it's on the other. But anyway, uh, um, no, it's, when it's you, Main when, Street. Yeah, when you drive to Dushore, it's a, a beautiful, old, scenic Pennsylvania area. It's a real. That's a real deal up there. If you haven't been up to mm-hmm. Sullivan County lately, you haven't lived. one 800 795 Five open lines. Lawrence's worthless idea of pandemic eradication is to freeze in place for four weeks. Do you think that could work? Uh, ever been <laughs> to the Jolly Trolley? Let us know. One of our listeners says, why is it that Walmart's packed and all our fabulous local businesses are closed? I'll read that. That's from one of the smartest women in the world. And one of the smartest men in the world sends us two texts, so we'll read those on the radio. We have open phones. 1-800-795-9565. What in the world has the governor done 
Right. Answer that question, too. I can list two things. We'll do it when we come he back. He ties a good tie. Looks good on uh, TV. Some days, yes. one 800 When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark, 1-800-795-9565. One of our good listeners, uh, one of the smartest women in the world, says, Good morning. I understand that life is not fair, but drive by Walmart and the parking lot is full, packed, hundreds of people inside, while small shops, car dealers, realtors who deal with one or two people at a time are very, very restricted. Walmart should have been limited to groceries only. Thank you. Just my opinion. Yeah, this is one of the failings uh, of the shutdown is to to give all this business to small businesses to big boxes is a crime. Uh, Somebody said it on the uh, America's First News show with Gordon Deal. Uh, The governors have done what Amazon couldn't complete, Mm. and that's kill retailers. And uh, so that's the downside. Remember, the big box stores are many stores within one. So at Walmart, right? They should talking, seal it off you, for you just have grocery groceries. stores. You have this, and you have that, but uh, clothing, lawn furniture. Yeah, but what other? Bad. So what small businesses could not open? Now we're not talking car dealers, realtors, but what small businesses couldn't open? Now during this, oh, I think everybody can open, especially if no, you no, now, person. but before. Like, wh- why couldn't a clothing store open up? Oh, they, they said chose that the, not yeah, to. they said that that was bad. Oh, you you think they chose not well, to? Well, hold, well, again, there's there's confusion on who could be open and who couldn't be. Because yeah. remember, folks would say about the garden stores and Walmart's nursery or so and so's nursery could be open, but the smaller ones couldn't be open. And I understand there's some confusion there. So it'd be you know interesting again myths. And facts. We'll, we'll try to find them later here in the next months and years. Stan, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Good morning. Uh, well, first of all, confusion is the hallmark of this whole thing. <laughs> Nobody knows what's going on. It's just the way it is. I mean, didn't the governor, when it, on his first speech, when he decided to close everything down, and my my parents had get, run, uh, run a list off. I guess they had a list out there. They got printed it off the internet and there was a whole host of things on there that didn't make any sense well you know construction and and guys running excavators none of that made sense but they were told they couldn't operate unless they get a a waiver but that you know that's that is what it is and and i guess they're you know they're back up where they can run more now which is a good thing but why they were shut down makes no sense to start with now as far as levine is dr levine is concerned you were mentioning yesterday that she came on she well anyways 
came on, you know, saying that uh, they pulled their mother out of the, the assisted care center because her mother wanted to be pulled out. Now, I have a hard time believing that because the person telling us this, you know, doesn't know whether they're a man or a woman. You know, I know what they tell us. Oh, no, we're on, supposed Stan, to be all tired really? and stuff. And she's, you know, a woman says he's a woman. You got to be sorry. kidding me, Stan. Really? Science is science. Yes, science oh, is science. Oh my God. Okay, if that's your argument. Well, no. Yeah, I mean that. That's just all. That's, well, that's what, why. Why should I believe someone that doesn't? doesn't believe what they are. Right, so then you have to start out your comments by saying, I don't know much, but here's what I do know. You question whether her mother made her own choice or not. The the fact is, if, if you don't right. un- understand gender or you don't understand that, then <laughs> you, you really can't... You, you biology, can't <laughs> biology told me when I was in, what, 6th, 7th, 8th grade, somewhere in there, that there are two male, female, mm-hmm. no others. Well, I know this is all a psychological construct that, they, you know, the left has put upon us that says, you know, this is the way it has to be. So I'm not going to argue with that. There are people there, but I do not want somebody like that telling me what I do and don't have to do oh, and boy. doing it all in the name of science. Because in gotcha. my opinion, now it's my opinion, they're not following science. Because if they were, they would be seeking help. Oh, brother. Okay. But make sure you now, preface your statements. That's right. <laughs> make sure you preface your statements by saying, I don't know much, but I know this. And then I think that'll be the perfect disclaimer for no, what you're talking nope, about. I, you know, I know what I know. And, you know, I, right. that's why no I have a hard there. time believing what her well, statement was. Because Stan, in fairness to her, she is a doctor. If you feel that her gender has... Uh, clouded her thinking being a doctor then she is a licensed she's a pediatrician and now she's a psychiatrist i believe so but she has been certified as a doctor so well, that's fine the information that's fine. she's bringing she, has, has some expertise right. though i mean no but it her, is what it is i understand that i understand that that it is what it is you know but don't come out here with all this science stuff telling us this is the way it is when i'm sorry well, what's, kind of going against science what's scientific there. about her mother being moved to a hotel? No, that's not it. It's, well, it's no, her no, credibility. That's, 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 that's all separate. I just don't. Well, I have a hard time believing that her mother is the one that came up with that. No, well, uh, okay, let me put it to you this way. If I was in Levine's position, all right, I probably would have done the same thing. It's not right. I understand that. But she wanted to protect her mother because she knew what was going to happen. That's, That's what it. I'm saying. Well, right. that 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 is a legitimate point. Being if she moved her mother because they she thought things, her. Her, her mother well, chose but nobody, to go nobody, to another. Pl- n- nobody yeah, has made n- nobody has made that point because her mother was she moved did. for some reason. Now if, she had, she addressed it, it the other day. But if she thought it was well, right to move her mother, then how about letting the people else know that hey, your relatives might want to move out of the nursing homes and the retirement villages. That is a legitimate point. We started out the show about information hygiene, and guess what? Here we go, Mark. This you tell me that's not a legitimate point. No, come on. 
for her to say, hey, my mother moved out of a nursing home or a retirement home. You said that statement is the one she was made made when she was asked that question, okay? I have a hard time believing You don't believe it. Okay, well, she lacks credibility in your view anyway, so that, right. So nothing she could say could satisfy that threshold. She's been a legitimate doctor, and she's been at the forefront of this. I would say she's been good at that part. Thank you so much, Stan. Appreciate the call. Right. We, we got we got to go. A good one. Keep, the, keep the text coming. But the part is though, Mark, that if if people are removed for whatever reason, then that should be put out and said, hey, you might oh, want to move your relatives too. <laughs> this is why we why this not? is why we need information well, hygiene. Are you telling me that's not a legitimate concern? Look, if a ninety seven year old or ninety five year old woman in uh, Hummelstown decides that she doesn't like the personal care boarding home that she's in, and she decides that she and she has the funding and she wants to go to the Hershey Hotel or wherever, I mean, I'm making that up. No, that's the that's rumor. her legitimate opportunity for her to do that. What do you, it doesn't have anything to do with public policy well, in Pennsylvania the, or the fact that our our, our uh, Secretary of Health is transgender. I will say time will tell if the real story comes out on this. Okay. And if the real story is what it is now, then it will be. But there seems to be something. And remember, people of means, people of status, since the start of the world have have been able to get things the done. So let's more than the have nots. Yeah, let, let's see. That's let's why they be, call them the haves. Yeah, let's be realistic. One of our listeners says, for Ben, the truth manipulator, the recovery number seems to worry Ben to the point of him repeating it over. Concentrate on this number, Ben, over 4,000 dead in Pennsylvania, hundreds dying every day, death toll in the U.S., soon to top 100 thousand people. Yeah, not sure uh, it's signed by Tom. Tom, not sure what your email is referring to. If if you can if you can put the information out and Pennsylvania is the only state that doesn't show its recovery, I don't know how that's twisting away or manipulating, but maybe in an email or a call you can clarify that. Last caller before a quickie break, Dan, you're on the mark. Hey, good morning, guys. Well the red blue divide you know the reason that happened is because if they were serious, if this like our governor was serious about the coronavirus, he wouldn't shut the whole state down. And he'd shut down the areas that needed to be shut down. And he would have, like, like you gentlemen were talking, very common sense ideas, nursing homes, assisted living, them kind of things, instead of shutting down the whole state. And that's why people like me, and and I've lots of friends agree, this is more, there's more to this whole thing than the coronavirus. It's government control. And they, a guy like Wolf loves this control he has over the people, and that's why I'm suspicious that this whole thing. There's more to it. This is it could be an experiment to see what government control can do to get people to bend their knees to what King Wolf likes to say in our state. Well, I, w- I would say, Dan, your, your point taken that the, the government control, but remember, there's there's groups that, uh, and, and it's not 
it's Democrats and partial Republicans that are involved with uh, government control, and, and that's what they uh, almost live for. However, the parts that you look at is if the governor's going to close something down right away, I mean, you do SWOT analysis, you do strategic plans, you have A, B, C scenarios. SWOT. Yeah. Strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Thank you. So when you go through and you, you do those, I can understand maybe closing the state down for a week to 10 days to get an understanding of what's going on, then put your analysis and in, in threat. You know, where where is it? Where There were things to be done. It just seems like they just came along, came along, came along, and then all of a sudden he creates this uh, group of governors. And, you know, Pennsylvania it wasn't like New Jersey, wasn't like New York. Uh, maybe more similar to New York, meaning that there was Philadelphia and New York City, and there was upstate New York that literally got the short end of the stick, and there was upstate Pennsylvania that got the short end of the stick, us being involved in that. So without moving through and making changes and adjustments. And, you know, information involves. And it involved on a national level. It's involved on a world world level. But it evolved. And we did not have a proactive government making those changes. Uh, They just broad-brushed it saying, hey, we're going to save everybody. Okay? That's when politicians come out and say, well, this is for the children. Beware of that. So when they come out and say, well, it's the safety of everybody, beware of that. Because a lot of people who are trying to make ends meet right now, they don't have a whole lot of safety. That's for sure, Ben. And I feel so sorry for people that are out, out of work and they can't open their barber shops, they can't open their hair salons, and all them kind of things. And restaurants, my gosh, we're going to lose loads of restaurants that were barely making it and this is not fair to the people very unfair and when we could have opened most of these areas with common sense common sense ideas and you gentlemen there were talking about them before I got on and you know before callers started calling in this is shame what's being done to the economy of the United States and in these talks even on this talk show who comes up pretty often that's hated Donald Trump he keeps coming up and I think there's a group out there would destroy this economy just to get rid of President Trump. And you can call me a skeptic <laughs> or whatever, but I don't... Well, we I won't don't, call you Pollyanna. I, that's one thing. <laughs> yeah, that yeah that's for sure. Right. I believe that, Ben. I believe there's a group would destroy our economy. They hate Trump well, that Dan, bad. Dan, sad, sad but uh, you're, you're on to something there. But as Mark and I always say, tune in to Common Sense Friday. Dan, have a good weekend. Yeah, Thanks you for your have call. Have a great one. Ben, you have a good weekend. Mark, you take care. All right. Thank you. Appreciate yep. the call. Thank you, Dan. we got some texts uh, waiting. We have no emails pending. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com. we got a caller waiting, so stand by. 
Visit sunburymotors.com. Please do as Ben has done. Look at their entire Ford. He's eyeing up that Lincoln Navigator. That might be his next vehicle. <laughs> if that ship comes sailing in, he's going for that uh, Lincoln see Navigator. see you in April on that Mustang Convertible. Uh, you got that all picked out for me. Thank mm. you. Uh, we got the Kias over there. And, boy, I'll tell you what, uh, they got a fine vehicle. And that Telluride, top rated now mm-hmm. by Consumer Reports. It's right at the top of the list. Of course, uh, they love, they got a wide range of other vehicles, uh, too, and very affordable. It's one of the few places you can go with $20,000 in your pocket and walk away with a brand new vehicle, and that's the Kia dealership. they got the Hyundai vehicles over there, also top rated by Consumer Reports, and pre-owned vehicles, hundreds of vehicles, literally in perfect condition, and they've been uh, traded in by folks who upgraded, and uh, you're invited to take advantage of the fact that there's some super sales going on. The Sunbury Motor Company, you can buy a vehicle right from your home, do the whole purchase online if you so choose. SunburyMotors.com will be the way to start that. And if you don't see what you want on the lot, then you can build a Ford, Hyundai, Kia, or Lincoln to your precise specifications. Now make sure that it, uh, for example, my Ford Ranger had to have a six-foot bed and a power rear window and two rows of seats and had to have the off-road package with those uh, tires that look like they're, you know, mm. the bead, where the bead, built, know, bead built, lock or whatever. Built-in cooler? Oh, yes, it's got a cooler. It's got an AC outlet in the back that uh, takes up to a 1,000 watts, so you can plug things in. You don't even need to take your generator you, out there. You can, can get the winch on the front? I do not have a winch on the okay. front. I don't get stuck very often, so you'll never get stuck with these anyway, although you can help other people with your, say, your winch. The humanitarian so, you, you are, you want, to be, you want to be the winch that gives the best. So this is the perfect Ford Ranger, but you can do what I did, pick out the perfect vehicle. All right, folks, call them up, 1-800-795-9565. What are the motives of our governor? Uh, should he have opened some things up? Maybe uh, my suggestion would be to do it on a county-by-county basis. Let the county commissioners help decide how to do this. Give them an expert that help them sift through this and let them do it. But what's your view? 1-800-795-9565. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. Uh, very, very patient. We're very, very grateful. Good morning, Van. You're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Good morning, Mark and Ben. Uh, just some statistics I was checking out. Pennsylvania has a population of 12.7 million people. The number of cases are, of this COVID-19 is 59,636 in the state, and that figures out to 0.47%. So roughly about one in every 200 people have this virus. But the death rate, it's 4,218 deaths in PA with this COVID-19. And as you know, 
as it has come out recently, doctors have been told to add, you know, to that, you know, uh, giving like if someone has uh, whatever disease they die from, they can go ahead and mark it up to COVID-19. So there's, it averages out to about 3.3 deaths in 10,000 in the state. And really they're inflated numbers as far as being COVID-related deaths. So this is a pandemic but it's not a deadly pandemic mm. and there's no justification and i did like ben's analogy of you know you whatever you know, if you have a basically if you have a stubbed toe you get put in a body cast and that's what they've done and like dan had brought out you know there's some some reason behind this and it seems like it is to take down the economy and to definitely have an effect on trump and another thing i find interesting too is how we have been brainwashed into thinking we need a vaccine for this thing. <laughs> That's been constantly pushed by Fauci. It's been pushed by Bill Gates. There's well, and been, the president's. He still says it's imminent. Well, it's it's just out there. It's being put in our heads. And do we really need a vaccine for this? And my question is, what's behind this vaccine? And then you get into some interesting thing with quantum dots and things like that that are going to be left in your body after you get this vaccine where they can actually scan you to make sure you had this vaccination shot and then even beyond that what is quite interesting also is how they're shutting down dissenting opinions about this virus there's a guy by the name of Rashad Batar who is a doctor and again like I said before you have opposing views you pick a topic you can find an expert on either end of it that has a different opinion but it used to be in America, you could express your opinions in an open forum, and people could decide what they what they thought made sense to them. But this doctor, Batar, has been shut down. Posts that have been put on the Internet by him have been taken down. And this guy, for years, has studied vaccines. If you want to, you know, and as far as political viewpoints, you know, there's a uh, Robert Kennedy Jr., who I don't agree with him politically, but he has studied vaccines in depth. There's probably no one more knowledgeable than him concerning vaccines, and he has nothing good to say about them. And there's some belief, and you can call this conspiracy theory or whatever, but there's some belief that a lot of these people that have, have contracted this disease and died have been vaccinated with different shots that have weakened their immune systems that have made them more susceptible to this. But that's something that there's no study being done to verify that. Well, your information, I mean, when you're talking about uh, the media, but, you know, there's been more than, than one doctor. There's two doctors out of Southern California uh, that were talked about. There's little to no coverage of the, it, uh, I think it was University of Pittsburgh Medical or, or a facility in Pittsburgh where there was a murder-suicide of a, a gentleman who was making uh, supposedly big steps in, in, in the vaccine. And, you know, at some point uh, you start following the money. Uh, hydrochloroquine wasn't going to make it because it's a generic drug, so it had to be no good because pharmaceuticals weren't going to make any money off it. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's, at some point uh, down the road, as we talked earlier, two, three months, a year, a year and a half, maybe we'll start to understand that. But, uh, you know, I think it's fair to uh, to be skeptical of uh, some of the situations we've been put in, particularly by government. Yeah, I, I would recommend uh, people check out on the internet it's ask dr batard 
It's B-U-T-T-A-R.com. And, again, this guy is a doctor. I know the other day some people were really angry at things I said, but I was just quoting the doctors. See, And they can quote their doctors. I can quote my doctors <laughs> that I listen to. But each of us have to you know, try to make logical sense out of this stuff. And, obviously, this is not a deadly pandemic. And, obviously, to me, we don't need to have a vaccination shot. And I know a lot of people seem upset about Wisconsin, what they did. And I'm not saying I agree 100% with what they did. But honestly, with doing that, I think they're going to be far better off than what we are. In they're reopened right there. We're doing. They're open again, right? Yeah, the they're Supreme totally open. Gotcha. By the Supreme Court. Totally open. Open. Okay. All right, we got you, Van. Thank you so much for checking in. I appreciate that. Have a good weekend. Thank you. You too, sir. Uh, Tom, uh, you're going to be standing by. You're, stand by. You're going to be on the radio in uh, two minutes. Hold on. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back. Uh, One of our listeners sends a note. Just one question today, guys, that I hope you can answer. When the the president keeps saying they told me you have to close the government down, who do they think that they that he's referring to they would well, be governor remember right? there's different segments so you know if you if you have a group uh let's say you have a, a business uh you have a group you have accounting you have marketing you have operations you have in a government logistics well just say that so all those people come to you if you're the ceo or your executive board and that's how you you know they make recommendations you ask them this they do so uh you know dr fauci and the groups that are looking at this from their standpoint, says no. You you have to do A, B, and C, and the other folks say, well, no. If you do A, B, and C, we won't have X, Y, and Z at the end. <laughs> so now you have to start compromising. You need to do so. I would say they would have been the uh, the medical folks and the people who uh, who were looking at it from a conservative standpoint, which is that's what they do. Tom. Yeah, my on. Yeah, you're on the radio. Okay, for Ben, with the statistics we have right now, which mean absolutely nothing, if you want to find how many people recovered, you take the number of cases, subtract the number of deaths, and you'll get the amount of people that, that recovered. Now, that, that should satisfy Ben. That, but now, that's like I not said, the right number. Yeah, but most people don't get that. Tom, that's the not statistics the right number. mean nothing because we do not know how many people had it and got rid of it by themselves. We have no idea. So the only thing you can go by is you take the number of people that had it, the number of people that are dead, 
and that's the amount of people that recovered. Now, I hope he doesn't have to keep going over and over and over and over this. It's dumb. Well, why does it, as Tom, these, Tom, And as it's... far as these statistics go, oh, boy. they are worthless right now. They are totally worthless because we are under quarantine. Mm-hmm. People are not, no, not, people are not working. People are wearing masks. If you want to see how this thing is, this last guy says this pandemic isn't bad. Well, look what happened to it before we mitigated. Tom, we are look not under quarantine. In, look what happened in New York. Well, they Tom, had talk tractor trailers sitting outside of hospitals. <laughs> tractor trailers with freezers on them loading people in that were dying. They were dying so fast because they it, it got spread out of control. And, it, and that's the reason why we don't have high numbers right now is because we are mitigating. Well, we're when not quarantined, Tom. When this thing goes back... When people can start going out and stuff like that, it's going to start getting worse again. Well, right. then you just you know take take care and stay inside and don't go out because you don't want to get it well, worse you, for you yourself. Well, you and your dumpster. Quit bringing that up. I'm getting tired of hearing you. How many people recovered? The well, then, people that recovered. He didn't bring it up. I didn't bring it up. Somebody else brought it up. It, it's in the of. paper, Tom. Okay. It's in the paper. Read it. All right. Thank you so much, Tom. Appreciate the call, Al. Sure. You're going to be the last caller of the whole week. You're on the Thank mark. Thank goodness. There we go. Good morning. I got something we can agree on. What's that? Well, a couple of things, maybe. First 15 days, we're <laughs> all right need this pandemic to find out what's going on. And I called in and said, you know, protect the vulnerable. So, I don't know. That was good. I could agree on that. And uh, number two here was uh, bureaucratic rules, what we're under now. Maybe we can agree on that. And that uh, uh, number three right here, that most agree with uh, that we can, that there are men, that men are men and women are women. We can agree on that. And another thing, this, this Marty out part, is Levin will never have to have an abortion. Even though she says she's a woman, but hold, hold it, hold it, Al, Al, Al. Listen, uh, you know I don't disagree with what you and the other. Call, but she is a doctor. She is there for Pennsylvania. Do I think she's doing a hundred percent right? No, but 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 when you when you make comments, her brain hasn't changed. A she's I mean, a doctor. Was, Come on, folks, you're barking up the wrong tree. Well, you're, you're, hey, listen, you're barking up the wrong tree with me. That is that is so well, that is so low, Al. That is ridiculous. Come on. You're better than that. That's ridiculous. She's a doctor. If she chooses to be a doctor, be a doctor. All right. Thank you so much, Al. Finish that comment on Monday morning. call Monday when I'm not here. (laughs) You're sticking up for Dr. Levine. She's a doctor. If she chooses to be a doctor, she's a doctor. Folks, criticize her on her being a good or bad doctor. Not others or personal things. Say WKOK Sunbury. WKOK Sunbury, enjoy your weekend.